Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day. We thank you more importantly for this opportunity to be with you. It's not just at the start of the day, Lord, that we come to you. But we want to be with you at all times. Communing with you, speaking to you, listening to you, to what you have to teach us, to all the corrections, to all the advice, to all the warnings. And just to share all our thoughts, every part of our day of our life with you, Lord. We come to you emptying ourselves, emptying our hearts and our minds. That we might receive from you, draw and drink from you again. For you bid us come. You say, come to the waters. You who are thirsty, come. Lord, we are thirsty to know more of you. More of your ways. So that the more we know of you, the closer we come to you. The more we know of your ways, your principles, your prophecies, your promises. All those hidden mysteries in your word. The more we are able to adapt our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit to those ways that your kingdom come in our lives, Lord. That we follow and live by that culture that you set for us in obedience with your laws, with your instructions, with your directives, with your plans. And we thank you, Lord, that every day as we come to you, you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. You pour your wisdom and your revelation into our hearts. You renew your mercy for us every morning. You pour your grace into our hearts. That love that is unending, that is unchangeable. Continue to keep on giving. We thank you, Lord, that you have loved us with that jealous love. That we become the jealousy of that bridegroom of whom we are his bride, his church, his body. That he protects with everything. He laid down his life for that body. What will he not do for us? We come with that understanding, Lord, for it stirs up our faith. And we share that same peace and that same joy with this understanding of Father. With all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those that we are lifting up in our prayers today. Those that have no one to pray for them, Lord, we offer to stand in that gap as well. That our faith be used for your mercy to flow into those lives as well. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you in person. You are still that crucifix that hangs on the wall. A frame that sits on a wall in the house and in the church. An image. I will share it with all those that do not want to know you, that have turned away from you, Father. Ones that have been stolen. We ask that your mercy touch each of these lives, Father. Quicken them in their spirit. For unless you draw them, they cannot come to you. Unless you quicken them, they cannot come, Lord. It is your will that none should perish due to sin. But each one 
through repentance should come to life eternal. So we lift each of these, Father, our brothers, our sisters, and our prayer this way in this day, and we call on your name, the name of our Maker, our Creator, the High and Lofty One who inhabits eternity, the One who is ever faithful, the One who always completes every good work that He started within us. The Lord of Lords, the Elohim Adonai, the one who is the preserver of men. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus, the one who upheld every law on our behalf, that when the accuser comes, we shall always be found on the righteous side of your law, Father. He gave of his everything for that. We pray in the name of Jesus, the King of Kings, the name of the one set high above every other name at which every knee in heaven and earth and under the earth should bow. Our rock, our refuge, our foundation, the Lord of our salvation, our redemption, the bridge to the Father, the way, the truth and the life. He is the Lord who heals. The word that you sent, Lord, to heal. Our daily bread. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the hand of the Father, that moves at his spoken instruction, at his word, to bring everything that is void and formless into shape. It is he who brought creation into existence. The spirit of truth, the spirit of light, the spirit of life, the spirit of the living God, the breath of the Father, now given to us, who raises our mortal body and gives life to it, just like he raised Jesus from the dead. That we might live that same resurrected life as well. Life in your kingdom. Being converted to living temples. Your tabernacle, Father. That we host your holy of holies. Your presence. It is he who works on us. It is he who convicts. It is he who restores. And it is he who makes us aware of your presence. It is he who opens our hearts and our eyes to your ways. The spirit of the living God within us, now given to us to partner with us. That as we are made co-heirs, as we are seated with our Christ in heavenlies above all principalities and powers in the spirit, as we carry that authority, it is He who reveals to us our true identity, our image, the likeness of whom we have been created in. The glory of the Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer, your systems of advantage, your principles, your prophecies, your promises. You reveal what is in your word to us, Father. You bid us use it with that same authority that you have given us. That we can become co-creators. That in every circumstance, Lord, we are able to stand strong and tall. We are able to walk in abundance, understanding and applying your principles. And we are able to achieve that dominion that was always your plan for us. That we are able to walk as royal priests. We thank you, Father. 
As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the same precious blood. That blood that has won all victories, that blood through which we have atonement, redemption and are brought back in a restored relationship with God our Father. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy and pure and perfect will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters, any spiritual attacks, Lord. I declare divine exemption, I declare victory, I declare abundance that they are always above and never below. We will always be the head and never the tail. It shall come in one way, and the enemies come to us in one way, but flee in seven ways. And we carry that name, the blood of Jesus. I declare angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name, name above all names, the unmatched name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word, that double-edged sword that is alive and active. That you give us the sword of the Spirit Himself. As we declare in accordance and herald the power, we declare your word, Lord. It says, it's from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, just as surely as that is. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty. It will not fall to the ground unaccomplished. But will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. As I command my morning and my day. In faith, in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life in our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose that life every single time. Thank you, Lord. Today, I'd like to reflect on Proverbs 4, verse 23, an ever-popular one, where we are instructed, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. If you look at and you read this proverb, it starts with, being an instruction of a father to his children. And in Proverbs 4, verse 4, he says, his father, this was Solomon's Proverbs now. He says, his father taught him and said unto him, let your heart retain my words. He's talking about God's commands now. Let your heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. So now let's get to the heart. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. That is his nature. That is his character. And it is very clear in the way Jesus put it in Luke 6 verse 45 and then in Matthew chapter 12 as well. Where he said, A good man out of his good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. But an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, 
does the mouth speak? So what does this mean for us? Your words are a mirror of what is going on in your heart. Wicked intentions and thoughts bring wicked words. And each person, without exception, just as Jesus said in Matthew 12, 36, each person, you, me, everyone, will have to give an account on judgment day for everything that you think and you speak in that way. You will have to give an account for every empty word spoken. And that is Jesus warning us. When he warns us, we should not take it lightly. But let's look at our own words and our actions. Do we think twice before we abuse someone? Before we say something hurtful to someone or even curse someone? Before we judge them? So watch your thoughts in your heart. For the thoughts become your words. Watch your words because they will be an answered prayer, either answered by God or by Satan. And that then becomes an outcome in your life. And now look at the very next verse, Matthew 12, verse 37. What does he say? For by your words you will be acquitted. He's talking about outcomes now. By your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. And that's a reflection of what is in your heart. Essentially, he's judging what your heart thinks. So how do you control your words? By guarding your thoughts. Am I being very reactive? Quick to speak without thinking much. Just a quick, short suggestion in my heart and before I can even process it, it has come out of my mouth. Am I being that quick to retort back when someone said something bad to me? Am I being that quick in thinking of wickedness about someone else? Am I acting out of pride? What and who are you permitting to have an influence on you? Is it a friend circle that you are trying to fit in with? And so you try to adopt their ways, their styles, the way they think, the language they use. And because they do it, so you want to join in and do something just so that you look like you're one of them. Is it bad company? Or is it the Holy Spirit and the Word of God? Are you getting now why he said in Proverbs 4 verse 4, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and you will live. Now you read the opposite of that. You don't retain his words and you don't keep his commandments and you will... Well, I don't need to say the rest. The opposite of that is also true. It all starts with a small thought a tiny temptation. And most of us often ask the question, why not? We just think logically and through our flesh. Logic sits within the flesh. 
What's the harm in trying certain things? And that's where that seed gets sown. Trying out new habits, trying out new languages. Instead of actually looking at what harm it could potentially be doing in the longer term, we often think short term, very myopic in the way we look at things. Now let's look at a different version of Proverbs 4 verse 23. I'd like to read the earlier it was King James version. Now I read the Amplified version. That says, watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. That is the direction of your life originates here in your heart. Where you think intent you base your value systems for your life. What you have set up as pillars there is what the rest of it will be shaped and molded to be. From it flow the springs of your life. And if the origin or the source itself is corrupted, then what will happen of such a life? A big question mark. What are you permitting there? So in summary, why is God saying guard it with all your diligence? I brought it down to three main points. Number one, because it is the source of all you speak and do. That's why you should guard your heart. And you will be judged for what you speak and do. Number two, why guard your heart with all diligence? Because it is valuable. You don't guard something which is not valuable. So when he says guard, He's telling you this is important and it is extremely valuable. Your heart is the essence of who you are, your persona. And in spirit, this is where your image is carried. In the spirit, it is not your face. It is the image of your heart. What is reflected in there? And then the third point, this follows from the above too. When your heart is valuable and is the source of good and evil, it will obviously be under constant attack. The enemy seeks to steal, kill and destroy by attacking your heart. Now when we're looking at that heart and you look at it from the angle of body, soul and spirit, we're talking about whatever is happening in the soul, that the battlefield of your mind. Why so? Why do they attack it? So that it falls off alignment with God's ways. Look at what God said to Samuel in 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. He said, do not consider appearance. When Samuel was choosing the next successor from Jesse's family, he said, do not consider appearance. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at outward appearance and they judge based on that. But the Lord looks at the heart. He made a very clear of what he is going to look at when he looks at you. And this is why a praying person must always protect their heart. Because it bears an outcome of your prayer. It bears on the outcome of your prayer. If we want that prayer to be answered, 
we cannot afford to have a heart that is out of alignment with God. It must always be in alignment. When it is off alignment, that prayer for sure is going nowhere. That's why. And so the question is, what are you showing him in your heart today? When he looks, what will he find? When he looks in your heart. Guard your heart, for out of it are the issues, the problems, the storms and the blessings of life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Your thoughts are way higher than our thoughts, Lord. So are your ways. And we come to the waters to drink of you, Lord. Just as we have been instructed in Philippians 4, I said that whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, and if there is excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, you said, think about these things. So we set our hearts on these, Lord. We set our hearts on your ways. And we align it with your word and your will, Lord. We declare that in the name of Jesus, that we have the heart and the mind of Christ. Being a branch of his wine and sharing the same lifeblood in our renewed spirit everywhere we go, we carry his nature, his presence. So it is no longer I, but my Christ who lives in me, that is reflected in my heart and in my thoughts, my words, and in my deeds as well. Father, for each of us, I ask of this grace today, that that lifeblood of our true wine circulate in every aspect of our, of our life, filling it with your glory, your radiance. That every inch of darkness be removed and be replaced by that image, that likeness of Jesus. That our heart be transformed to be like His. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Father. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. We pray for all those, Lord, including ourselves, that are under any kind of bondage, any kind of yoke, any kind of slavery to anything that keeps them away from you, Father. And in a special way, we pray against prayerlessness, ignorance of your ways and your word, poverty and busyness. Every yoke of the enemy designed to keep your people cut off from you, Lord. We cover each of these that we are praying for now. We also include our own family and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved, that are dear to us. We cover them by your precious blood, Jesus. But as that blood covers them, let there be a quickening. Let there be restoration. Let there be renewal and revival. Let there be a rebuilding. In your name, Lord, and for your glory.
Father, we place our own personal intentions also before you. Lord, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our prayer and our faith, making this as our prayer of agreement with each other, standing on the promise of Matthew 18 verse 19 that Jesus gave us. We believe we have received, Lord. We believe this prayer is an answered prayer. We believe that the Father in heaven will do it for us. When we release that prayer in faith, in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
in the mighty and all powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for answered prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture that was put on my heart today is from 1 Peter 2, 1 to 3. So put away all malice and all guile and all insincerity and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation. For you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are called to return to innocence like little infants. Desire that which is pure. Thank you, Father. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, by the Savio's powerful daily reflections that are shared on all our social media platforms, on the daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, the powerful sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings that are eye-openers, please share links to your family and friends and invite them to join. If you are being blessed, give that blessing as a gift to others. Let them experience the same joy that you receive out of it. And let their lives experience the same transformation. The same God is Lord unto everyone. And the least we can do is share his good news. If they can't make it to live sessions, they can also follow recordings. You can point them to our YouTube page, to our Facebook page and to our Spotify podcast channel. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Okay. God bless everyone.